0: Boom, boom. Sheila Zielinski Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, Sheila Zelinsky. Hi everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Sheila Zelinsky Show. Hey, I broadcast normally weekdays, Monday to Friday on WYNB, but as most of my listeners know, we've been sorting out some technical issues, so please do bear with us. We've got a great guest coming on today. He is very hard on equipment. Let me remind people. The last time he came on my show, talking about an event that he was having in Live Oak, Florida. Do you know that's actually when I replaced my last computer? That was about a year ago. This exact same thing happened. This boy is rough on equipment. I better (laughs) no. that's my fault. I totally take full responsibility me of all people should know this by now. Power prayers, they work, but you got to pray them. <laughs> so I, of one, should know every single episode needs to be prayed over, every piece of equipment. So let this be a lesson to me, hey? And speaking of power prayers, the Power Prayers book is officially released. You can find it at Amazon.com, and the ebook's going to be out right away, all the Kindle formats, everything. Go to powerprayers.ca and be watching for our website. And of course, I want to remind everyone that we are on, Carla Buton and I are on the Hagman and Hagman show, Tuesday, August 30th. That's going to be very exciting. And I want to jump right into the show with the man himself, the one and only. It is such a pleasure to bring him back on. And he's got something really exciting to get into on the program I am so happy to have him back on my show. And it was quite the finagling to get him back. Thanks to Chuck Wilson for actually bringing both of us in Skype, as my Skype's not even working. Oh boy, it's been fun. Um, Chuck, thank you for that. We want to give a shout out to Chuck Wilson. Thank you, Chuck, for recording this and bringing us both in on Skype today. I appreciate your time. Augusto Prez, welcome to the program, sir. It is a pleasure to have you back.
1: It's good to be back with you, Sheila. Thank you for inviting me.
0: I'll tell you what, Augusto, there is a subtrope of the end times that we know legions of hell will invade our world as the sands and the hourglass slip away. There is a total all-out annexation and invasion like never before of demons. And as you and I know, they're getting more brazen and more bold, aren't they?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Sheila. Um you know it's kind of interesting uh, what happened last week, um, because there has been a history, and at, at least in my ministry of of such things happening, but I have never seen so much of it happening like now. I have been in churches uh, where I was ministering in central Florida, where I have seen whole lamps fall.
0: Wow. the whole
1: the glass panes of the glass just fall down on the pew and shatter. Uh, I mean, I have seen power outages. Uh, I have seen pipes breaking, water spouting all over the place. I have seen things like this many, many times. Perfectly good equipment, uh, amplifiers, uh, recording equipment, just not working for no reason. And uh, at one time I was, I was uh, talking about this with a friend of mine who is also a man of God. And he told me, he says, whenever uh, a ministry like yours or mine, he says, goes into a place there is a lot of demonic activity coming against the, this ministry and, and angelic activity counteracting so this is the kind of thing to expect and um right now Sheila we are uh, experiencing a uh, multi-level attacks in you know throughout our ministry and um
0: yeah in
1: our intercessors in our um, you know personally my personal uh, life and the equipment we deal even Chuck had problems with the equipment uh, a couple of weeks ago we had to we had to address it we had to beef up on uh, praying for his equipment. There is definitely a high level uh, attack now taking place on God's uh, uh, intercessors and God's uh, people, especially those that are uh, directly engaging him that he considers a threat to what he's doing and what is about to happen. So there is definitely uh, uh, a a ramping up of demonic activity. Uh, I believe that we are seeing, uh, you know, a higher level uh, demonic principalities and powers, wickedness in high places that are being released against the children of the Most High. One of the things that, that the people have not learned is how to handle that. Uh, people don't know how to handle that, and uh, there's a lot of wrong teaching out there.
0: Oh yeah. And
1: uh, we we need to understand how to handle that. And you know, if you want, we can get into that, into some of that, because there are levels, and there are levels of demons, and how to you know, how do we deal with them. And most people are familiar with the personal deliverance ministry, where we uh, we come against uh, demonic spirits in people. And, uh, you know, maybe in our homes and things like that. And, you know, and people know how to do that. There's been a lot of teaching about that. Praise God for that. Thank God God is raising up a lot of ministries and a lot of teachings about that. However, when it comes to dealing with uh, principalities and powers and wickedness in high places, territorial spirits, uh, that is one area that we don't uh, hear a lot of. Good, at least good teaching on. And uh, <clears throat> if people are not careful, Sheila, they can really get in hot water real fast.
0: Yeah,
1: I'll share with you why, and I'll, I'll share some of that information with you on this program and with the listeners. <clears throat> the reason is this, okay? And <clears throat> some people may not agree with me, and that's fine. But in my years of experience and talking with people that are very, very knowledgeable, very experienced, in this kind of territorial warfare, uh, I have come to the understanding that uh, territorial demons, you cannot deal with them the same way that you deal with, say, uh, a person that is demonized or, uh, let's say, spirits that come to invade uh, our homes or, you know, our family. Um, You know, when they come into our turf like that, we have the authority and the right the legal right to confront them and bind them and cast them out Uh, we have that authority given to us by the lord but there is a scripture that i want to um you know share uh regarding this which is in the old testament there's a scripture that says the earth god has given to the son of man but the heavens belong to the lord
0: right
1: one of the things that we uh have Overlooked many times is that we have authority here on this earth to confront these demons, to confront these devils, okay? Whenever they attack us, we have the right to defend ourselves and to conquer them. But where we don't have that authority is to go into the heavenlies and uh, especially without being given a directive from the Lord to go after those, let's say the prince of um, of New York, okay? Let's say somebody goes to New York and say, okay, I'm going to come against the Prince of New York. Well, (laughs) good luck with that because um, that is not the way this thing works. Number one, uh, the same principle that applies to a person being demonized. Okay, We we all know and, and anyone listening out there knows that when a demonic spirit comes into a person, it is because... That person has given that spirit access, a legal right to be there, an open door. Otherwise, that spirit cannot be there. And so, number two, uh, those that are knowledgeable in the spiritual warfare and deliverance, the ministry of deliverance, could tell you that you cannot cast out a demonic spirit out of a person for long if that person Does not close that door that allowed that spirit to come in the first in the first place. In other words, that license has to be removed, has to be taken away. The license that gave that demonic spirit, the right to be there, has to be taken away. Okay? So that is a fact. That is a fact. It is one of the principles of warfare and deliverance. There is such a thing as the courts of heaven. You know, the, the devil operates by rights, legal rights. He, he, you know, he he goes to the presence of the Most High, yeah. and he he asks for the permission, and then he he claims his right to do that thing based on certain things, certain actions, certain things that have happened. So he gives like you know, just like in a court of law, in the, in the United States of America, you have the accusing attorney and you have the defensive attorney, uh, being Jesus Christ, he's our our attorney. He's our defense attorney. And, of course, the devil is the accuser of the brethren. That is what the word devil means. And so, you know, he presents his case. And, of course, if he gives enough evidence that he has a right to torment, say, a person, to harass a person, to oppress a person, to take away uh, whatever, you know, maybe things, uh, maybe loved ones from a person's life, whatever. He presents this case based upon things that have happened on the earth. And so he's granted, based upon his case, he's granted uh, the right or he's denied that that ability to do that. So all these things happen all the time. Well, the same thing happens in, um, when it comes to, let's say, a uh, a region, okay? A region, let's say uh, the state of, of New York. We were talking about the state of New York. But well, we could talk about any state. It doesn't matter. And so, <clears throat> you know, that principality over that region has a right to be there based on the sins, based on the, uh, on the bloodshed, based upon things that have happened and are happening in that region that have allowed them uh, access to come in there okay, and, uh, and, and hover in that atmosphere. As the rulers of darkness of that region. So, you know, given that information, okay, no one has a right to go there. Let's say, uh, you know, Joe Blow goes in there and says, okay, uh, I'm going to come against the prince and the uh, power of, the, of this region in Jesus' name. You know, there is power in Jesus' name and there is authority in Jesus' name. And by the, you know, he starts going through all his, his weaponry. But the fact is that that principality, that that ruler has a right to be there. Right. And so what will happen is this, Sheila, that person will basically what he will do is stir up a hornet's nest and will not achieve much result. All he will do is stir them up, you know, just like when you find a hornet's hornet's nest in your backyard and you take a stick. And you go there and you beat on it, and, you, and, and you, may, you may even knock it down. You may, you know, wound maybe a couple of hornets, but you know what? <laughs> You're not going to get rid of them. They're going to come after you with a vengeance, yeah. and they're going to hurt you bad. And, and you know what? And they're going to still remain there. They're not going to go anywhere. And so this is a just a, an example, maybe not the best example, but it's an example to give people an idea of what they're dealing with. This, of course, is much more deeper. It's much deeper than you know the the example of a hornet's nest. But I have seen this happen. I have seen uh, pastors, ministers, try to do that very thing, and uh, many of them were killed, and some of them were severely uh, wounded, and a, a lot of damage was caused to their home, their family. And so, what I'm trying to say is that the people need the the believers need to be wise in this thing in this warfare there is a way to handle this but it's it's different than the way you handle let's say a personal deliverance because if the people begin to come against this um these rulers of the darkness you know, go after them specifically you know that is something that is not going to yield much fruit it has never yielded much fruit. I have seen people do this many, many, many places. Nothing has happened. There has been no change whatsoever in the in the region, and there has been uh, uh, severe casualties in the in the lives of those that try to do that. And so um, we have to we we, we we have to become knowledgeable and we have to become wiser in these things. And you know, there's a lot of information out there, Sheila. You know, of uh, of of these things are happening. Everybody's talking. These things are happening. The devils are growing better, uh, worse and worse. Uh, there's a demonic invasion, but we are not being told how to handle it. Right? How to handle this thing? How how do we how do we how do we handle this? And so a lot of people are doing the best they can with what they know, what they have been taught. And most people have been taught, you know, that they can just handle um, the rulers and uh, and the principalities and powers and the princes of the regions the same way they handle a a demonic spirit that is uh, invading the life of a person or maybe your house. But that's not the same case. Whenever an entity comes against your loved one, your house, a friend, a Christian, something like that, uh, we have the right to defend ourselves. We have the right to come against those things and cast them out and of course we have to go to, to the protocol because even even in those cases there is a reason why those things came and uh, th- and so those doors have to be closed well the the same the same principle applies to uh, a region okay uh, let's say a city a city is committing very grievous sins against the most high and so in order for those principalities and powers and wickedness in those regions, in order for them to be uh, spelled, in order for them to be pushed out, okay, ha- the door that opened them to-, to come in has to be shut. That door, one of the doors is called repentance. This is why Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Mm. Notice notice that there's a specific mention there of the healing of the land. So the first thing people need to understand is that there has to be uh, a, a massive repentance on behalf of uh, of the sins of the of the city, on behalf of the sins of the nation. And uh, this has to be done by God's people. All I hear all the time, Sheila, is people saying, well, the president is not repenting, the people of the government are not repenting, the, the, the heathen are not repenting, but that is not what the scriptures say. That's right. The scriptures specifically tell us, my people, those are the believers, Those are them that belong to the Lord, to God Almighty, to Jesus Christ, Yeshua. If my people, okay, if we humble ourselves and pray, first we turn from our wicked ways. And then we repent on behalf of the sins of the the city, on the sins of the land. And we begin to do that, okay? God will begin to heal the land. He will begin to heal the city. Secondly, the other thing that has to be done, Sheila, and the only way to displace these demonic powers, these principalities and wickedness uh, and princes of of, the regions is evangelism. You have to bind the strong man. Yes. Every area has a strong man. It is, Jesus said it himself, unless you bind the strong man, you cannot plunder his house. And so each region has a strong man. This country, Sheila, has strong men. Not one, but several. There are several people in this nation that are strong men. Larry and I were talking on the last uh, Mailbag show about one of the strong men. And the Lord showed him a vision about that. One of the strong men of this region, okay, is George Soros. Yes. He's he's, He's one of the main strong men here. Okay. It used to be another one, but now it's him. It's, he is one of the strong men. And so the people need to pray accordingly to the wise few words are necessary. And so we need to target the strong man in the areas, in the region. People cannot go out after principalities and powers and all. That don't do, that don't amount to a hill of beans. That is not going to do it because it will be like throwing rocks a air, jet airplanes going over your head.
0: Well, it's funny you mention that, because in the book that Carl and I have come out, Power, Prayers, Warfare, That Works, we actually it comes out today, as a matter of fact. The odd thing is, one of our prayers in there, Augusto, is prayers against evil systems in America, and these, you know, the Trilateral Commission, the CFR, and binding the strong men in these yeah. devils. So that's, you know, yeah. we actually give an example, prayer, how to come against these, like you said, binding and loosing. And we really get yep. into that in the book. So that is really important. And you mentioned these speaking of wicked ways, turning from them. I yep. mean, Augusto, yep. I see Christians giving Satan legal right all the time. I mean, yesterday I was in a bookstore and a Christian couple was buying Harry Potter, the biggest selling book right now is that? Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. There's a nice name. All these potter heads around the world. I mean, young people, Augusto, are being taught incantations, divination, sorcery, witchcraft. I mean, these books are straight out of the pit of hell. And by the way, parents, when you buy this book, it comes with a little something extra, a curse. Because, you know, Augusto, this is the problem. And we've got these candy-coated witchcraft. We've got, I mean, you and I talked about this on the last show. You've got these fake human, so-called fake human sacrifice at CERN. That's reported in the Guardian, the mainstream headlines. We have that satanic ritual unveiling the Gothart train tunnel. You saw this really weird, bizarre ritual at the Rio Olympics. I mean, we have you and I have talked about the Grammys, the Super Bowl. You've got all these ancient demonic deities re-emerging. Last year, you saw the Kali, the god of death, Splashed all over the Empire State Building. you I mean, you have Shiva the God of destruction at, at CERN, you've got these after school Satan clubs coming to elementary schools. you've got Satanists allowing to give invocations at government assembly meetings. It just goes on and on. I mean, even a lady reported yesterday she sent me an article that this woman told the police that she was raped by a Pokemon. You know, I mean, we've got just the zombified Americans running after these little pocket monsters. Yeah, right. And you've got these very bizarre, demonic outpourings, and it's in the mainstream news. Isn't that frightening?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, See, these people are very astute, and they, they will flood the market with all of these dark, ungodly things, games, movies, because what this does is... It will corrupt the minds of the people. You see, sadly, Sheila, sadly, the powers of darkness, okay, the children of the, dark, of the darkness are much way, are way wiser than the children of light, way wiser. Yeah. And they know how to operate. They know how to do these things. They know what it takes to win this, this, you know, the war and the battles. Whereas Christians, the majority of them, I would say 99% of the Christians are in a, in a reactionary mode. In other words, we react to everything instead of proact. Yes, we are we are more reactive than proactive, and this is why we're losing the war. This is why we're losing the battle, and uh, these people know what it takes to win. For example, they <clears throat> they know that <clears throat> if they can flood the nation with wickedness, and abortions, and all these filthy movies and filthy pornography and all these video games that the the mind control. See, they know that if the people, once the people begin to be contaminated by these things and they begin to be, if you will, if they allow demonic spirits to come in there and begin to be demonized, what you're going to have is then large sections of the country are going to come under the influence of the dark powers. And therefore, that allows, you see, once, once the majority of the population of a region becomes dark, okay, they begin to walk in sin, live sinful lifestyles. This What this does is this allow, okay, these demonic principalities and powers to come in there and push out the angels of the Lord, okay, the princes that were in that region that were angelic, you know, from God, they, they are pushed out now and replaced by these ungodly demonic powers because they have a right to be there. Because the people now are are living sinfully. They're doing this filthy, ungodly sins. So this is how this thing operates. These demonic uh, princes, uh, Sheila, that operate in the heavenlies cannot be cast out. They cannot be bound. The only way to get rid of them is to displace them. In other words, you displace them by conquering the region underneath. Through evangelism, through intercessory prayer, and through uh, binding the strong man, which is a man or a woman, it could be a strong woman, in that region, that person has to be bound. That person has to be bound and dealt with either one over to the Lord Jesus Christ or, or the God has to take him out. You know, one of the two. This is the way you operate. If you go throughout the scriptures, you're going to see this is the modus operandi of the kingdom of heaven, how these things are done. We always have to deal with things here on the earth, okay, here on the earth. We have to deal with things here on the earth, the strong men on the earth, the systems here on the earth that are causing on uh, sin and ungodliness. I mean, just to give you an example, we have the right. We have the right in Jesus Christ to go to the schools, to go to the schools and pray for the principals and pray for the teachers and anoint them. We have the right to go to the police, uh, uh, you know— uh, headquarters in our cities and towns and pray for the policemen lay hands on the on the on the on the chief there of the police we have the right to go to the courts we have the right to go to the supreme court and lay hands on the building and cast demons you know we have the right to do these things yes this is how we can take regions back so there is a way to do this and there is a way not to do this i have seen such excess sheila and during my 35 years I have seen such nonsense. One time I saw in Miami a preacher get on an airplane, okay, and he took a big gallon of oil and he started pouring oil over the city, okay, and, and, you know, stuff like that, you know, so many things that don't work. It don't work. Now, I'll tell you what works. Intercessory prayer works. Intercessory prayer and warfare prayer works in crying and sighing. And just bringing the kingdom of God as it is in heaven on the earth. Canvassing, you know, our towns, our cities. Canvassing our, your regions. With people, you know people like I said, going to different areas, laying hands, laying laying hands on edifices, you know, declaring decreeing prophesying, speaking words over your area that that works, that is powerful. yes, that is powerful. releasing angels, releasing the decree, decreeing over over your over your school, decreeing the, the word of God over your police department, decreeing the word of God over over the mall, you know these kinds of things counteract, the filth and ungodliness that is going on out there. So the people need to get into alignment. They need to begin to learn how to do these things. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about this thing, Sheila, for many, many years. And, uh, of course, we talk about it in our book, Uh, Open Heavens, but uh, some people just, uh, you know, they want to do it however they want to do it.
0: Well, and, you know, that's the other thing you touched on is so important is not only do we have superior weaponry, because we're not fighting flesh and blood but against as he said principalities powers and rulers and wicked places but we also have charge over the angels and yet our angels are totally unemployed aren't they
1: Well we are not utilizing them properly because they are awaiting our decree
0: Yeah they're awaiting our commands
1: Yeah our commands and so and we have to be um we have to know how to to do that and uh, one of the ways we do that is through uh, through intercessory prayer when we speak in a heavenly tongue when we pray in a heavenly tongue like sometimes when I'm praying in a heavenly tongue okay I begin to pray in a tone that is very militant okay there is there are different kinds of intercession there is the weeping intercession and of course Jeremiah was the weeping prophet. And there is that kind of intercession where we come into the presence of the Lord, and we weep and sigh and cry for the sins of, of of our nation, and we stand in the gap. Okay, so that is one kind of intercessory prayer. Where we give another kind of intercessory prayer is when we give birth, the birthing process, where we serve as the birthing as the channel to birth God's will on this planet. Okay, then there is the other kind of prayer, the intercessory prayer, which is the the militaristic prayer, which is when we come in warfare. Okay, but this has to be done right because we don't know how to do this thing. Really, we are not very knowledgeable. So many times when I am praying, okay, in the warfare, I slip into a heavenly language and I begin to pray in a heavenly tongue in that heavenly tongue. I begin to, I know in my spirit that what I'm doing is, I am issuing orders to the angelic realm. I'm issuing orders to the angelic realm, and I'm coming against certain demonic powers that are coming against me to stop me. I know, I know all these things by the spirit. And so, you know, when I begin to decree these things in the spirit, I know that I'm doing spiritual warfare. So this, this has to be done right. And, uh, and because we don't know how to do it right, because we don't have the expertise, we don't have the knowledge, most people, it, it is it is always safe to slip into the heavenly language. And many times we come into that a dimension of, of militancy where even the tone of your voice will change and you will become militant. And you will know that you are commanding, ordering angels, to a specific tasks that you may not even be aware of in the natural, with your natural mind. Right. But by the Spirit, you are directing them, you see? Because the Spirit knows all things, yea, even the deep things of God.
0: Well, 1 Corinthians 13 says, speak in the tongues of men or of angels. It's distinctive there, isn't it?
1: Yes, that is the tongue of angels. That is called the tongue of angels. And um, I'm glad you brought that up because it is referred to as Exactly that, the tongue of angels. And when we speak their their tongue, uh, we are basically uh, engaging them at a level that they can understand.
0: And that is exactly why it's not surprising that there's such a an agenda for people to just dismiss, well, I don't speak in tongues, so it must be a gift. You know, I hear that all the time. Sheila, having the Holy Ghost is not evidenced by speaking in tongues. I could send you thousands of emails on that. And that's really convenient for the devil to prohibit people from look at the book of Acts. I mean, it's evidenced as speaking in another language, another tongue. And yet people there's no more fighting than that of people speaking in tongues, isn't there?
1: Well, it's another strategy of the of the enemy is to to tell people that this is not for today, that they don't need to use that, blah blah blah. And all that does is is make people more susceptible to the demonic attacks. Cause people not be as close to the Lord Jesus Christ as they could be as close to God as they could be uh, it also hinders their spiritual growth because when you speak in tongues the scripture says that you edify we edify ourselves yeah. that's what the Apostle Paul says I mean it's right there in 1 Corinthians chapter you know chapter 12 13 14, uh, chapter 12 and 14 specifically he says when we speak in tongues we edify ourselves yeah. and, and then the Apostle Paul says, I speak in tongues more than you are. And so, why, why, why is that? Because Sheila, when we speak in tongues, we can speak in tongues all day long because we are not engaging our mind. You see, so we can literally speak in tongues all day long, and this is something that we need to take advantage of. Like many times, you know, and of course, I have my time with the Lord every day where I pray and I just come into His presence, come into my s- secret closet, but. When I go out, let's say I go to the mall, I go, I speak in tongues or I sing in tongues. Amen. And I continually, continually I am speaking in tongues or speaking to the Lord, continually trying to do that. And this is why the Apostle Paul says, praying without ceasing. You Mm. see, I didn't understand that many years ago. But that's how you pray without ceasing. You pray without ceasing, you just speak in Mm. tongues because your mind, your mind is unfruitful. When you speak in tongues, which means your mind does not understand what you're saying, but your spirit, your spirit is being edified.
0: Exactly. Well, and See? here's a good example. There was a man recently that was baptized in an Alliance church. And we, you know, a couple of us took him to the river. We we baptized him. He came out of that, you know, after he had repented, he, we baptized him, immersed him. He came out of the water. We cast a couple demons out of him and he just... It we, we just commanded the tongue to be loosed, and he just was speaking in tongues. And he never, he's 44 years old, never spoke tongues in his life until th- he was birthed properly, could say. <laughs> sure.
1: It's much easier to teach something like that to a person that doesn't know anything than, than try to teach <laughs> yeah. that to somebody that has been brought up all their lives believing that that you're not supposed to speak in tongues. Uh, You you basically have to uh, wipe their their hard disk clean (laughs) of all that information before you can download new information. So it is much easier, much easier to deal with brand new babies than with some of these old
0: people. Religious spirits, too. And speaking of, you know, exciting things and equipping the saints, you know, I want to talk about... A very exciting event coming up because, Augusto, I got to tell you, and speaking of the last time we talked about an event, that's actually when my computer crashed last year when we were talking about your Florida event. This is getting to be a theme here. Carla's uh, computer is not working either since uh, the day you and I did our show. So that's interesting timing. But speaking of this, Mm. I want you to get into, yeah, you're rough on equipment, (laughs) Augusto. No, you know what I learned from that is actually what I learned is every single show I've learned this lesson, especially when you come on to be praying over, you know, you get busy and you forget. And that was my fault. I didn't pray over my equipment. I'm very convinced there's technical demons that are assigned out there. And uh, so that was a real lesson for me to be learning. But the Holy Ghost fell on the first event that you had like I never seen the second one totally ramped up because i've been to three of your events and i'm telling you the reason i'm so excited and i mean genuinely folks i don't care again if you have to duct tape yourself to a greyhound bus you need to get out to this event and augusto i want to spend some time talking about what is going on in october tell the tell the listeners what you've got planned
1: thank you sheila for allowing me to share that uh, we are having a lightness the darkness conference we started this about three years ago And uh, the title is Light in the Darkness, a Foreshadowing of His Glory, with the theme is Isaiah 60, verse 1 and 2. Arise and shine, for your light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and His glory shall be seen upon thee. As people know, we are in a time of darkness right now. This has to do with the vision I had several years ago where a messenger of the Lord came to tell me that there was great darkness coming upon the earth. Well, folks, that great darkness is here. So we're doing this conference. This is going to be our seventh conference, October 7, 8, and 9. It's going to be a Friday night at 7 p.m., Saturday at 6 p.m., and Sunday at 7 p.m. Then we're going to have training and communion at that Saturday morning meeting. Which is going to be at 10:30 a.m., and then we're going to have um, a su- a Sunday 1 p.m. meeting. Also, we're doing uh, more teaching there. We're going to answer more questions there. On the evening, on the evening service, we're going to have a baptismal service. This is going to take place at uh, Lighthouse Christian Center in Mayo. Okay, and we have a flyer. We have sent out the flyers to the people that uh, to all that are on our mailing list. It is also posted. On our uh, website theappearance.com then go to the announcements page and it's right there and the instructions on how to get from the hotels to the center where the conference will be taking place the directions are there too Uh, there are three hotels that people can go to and Live Oak, Holiday Inn Express, Quality Inn and Econa Lodge they're all right there on I-10 when you when you exit I-10 They're right there by the highway. The best way to come here is to fly into Jacksonville, Florida, and then drive, you know, get in a vehicle, rent a vehicle, and drive west. It's about 90 miles, and there you will find the hotels. Uh, We are expecting great things on this uh, conference. It just happens to be our seventh conference. It's very symbolic. It happens to also fall. During the fall feasts, mm. is going to be right during the Feast of Tabernacles, right after Rosh Hashanah, trumpets, and right before Yom Kippur. So it is going to be, uh, some people refer, refer to it as the Days of Awe, or the Feast of Tabernacles, or the Holy Feasts of the Lord. Uh, we're going to be having uh, during that time. So I'm really expecting it to be something special. This also happens to be a year of Jubilee. We're going to be in fasting and prayer for this uh, for this event. so i uh, I want to encourage everyone that can make it to please make it. Like I've said so many times before. We just don't know uh, when the last one's going to be.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, I'm very excited about this, and I'm, as you know, folks, I've got the information linked on the website. People need to get out to this, Augusto because, We need to be equipped. There has never been a time in history where we need a touch from God. I'll tell you what, when I say the Holy Ghost falls on this place, people, I don't know how else to say it. I really don't because I have not experienced really anything like this since the beginning times when I used to go to tent revivals. And I mean, it's so wonderful because people always say, well, I don't see God's power. And I do believe when you come into a place of worship, and you're all in one, you know, you're worshiping God, and you're hungry for the Lord, and you've been fasting, and you've prayed up, I believe the Lord can do mighty, mighty things for His, He wants to do that for His people, doesn't He? Oh, absolutely,
1: absolutely. You see, uh, what we do, and uh, and this is one of the, of the things that we do, Sheila, is we uh, try to create an atmosphere where the presence and the glory of God can descend and then when his glory and the presence of God are with us are you know when it is in the atmosphere there in that conference anything can happen okay people can receive their healing their deliverance their miracle if they come expecting people have to come expecting they have to come hungry they have to come prepared i recommend uh, those that come that y- you know you you pray you fast before you come and come expecting come really hungry Don't come to just see what happens, you know. No, come expecting and you will be blessed. You will not leave the same. Many people have been transformed. When people come, they just don't want to leave. They just don't want to leave the services and they they don't want to leave the conference because it's the atmosphere, the atmosphere of His presence of His glory is so rich and so powerful that, uh, I mean, it's just incredible. It's just, like you said, it's worth it. It's going to be worth their while, and uh, they will never be the same. And we need this, Sheila. We need this in these times, these dark times we are living in.
0: Well, and you couldn't have picked a better scripture. Really, that's the glory of Zion scripture, and it talks about the glory of the Lord rising upon you and it talks about in that scripture ironically this was written by Isaiah and yet you think about the the times when he was talking about the darkness that the thick darkness covering the earth covering the people and the Lord rising and his glory appearing over you I mean that's a that's a powerful scripture Augusto and I'll tell you what that scripture is really what happened in the last event and I think God's going to ramp it up even more and I'm Carla and I were so absolutely just blown away in a good way at the last event and i'm really strongly encouraging you folks to bookmark october 7th 8th and 9th that's live oak florida fly into jacksonville the day of the seventh prepare yourself to come to that seven o'clock friday night i'll tell you what you like augusto said you will not be disappointed augusto it is always such a pleasure although hard on equipment to have you on the program i would like you to pray for the people before you leave us today augusto please if you would do us the honor
1: sure thank you sheila father dear we just thank you so much for this wonderful moment thank you for this platform that sheila zelinski lord has provided lord we just are so thankful uh for the other ministries that you're raising up throughout the land We praise you, Lord, and we thank you, and we, Lord, we ask your your blessing, we ask you to touch every single listener out there, every single listener out there that is listening to this broadcast, Father, we ask that you touch them, that you open their spiritual eyes and spiritual ears, that they can hear and they can receive these truths, Father, Father, we just we just pray that you will raise up, Lord, those that are falling down, those that are, Lord, sick, those that are uh, depressed, discouraged, those, Lord, that have lost hope. Father, raise them up, Lord. Raise up their feeble hands and straighten up their feeble knees, Father, that they can continue to walk in your path, Lord, because this is going to get more intense, Father dear, and we're going to need you desperately. And Father, I just pray a special prayer for Sheila. Lord, I ask that you would bless, Lord, her ministry in a tremendous way, Father, that you would cause her lord to rise lord and uh, lord for the people lord to understand lord that this program that she is uh, bringing and to lord support her father to support her efforts and support her ministry and father i just ask you that you continue to use her in a mighty way lord in a mighty way lord as she continues to grow in a stature lord and in wisdom in the things of the spirit father and father we just bless you and we thank you for this upcoming conference We ask that you would bring everyone that is supposed to come, Father. I pray that you would bring them, Lord, that you would supply the finances that they need to come and that you would uh, help them, Lord, to make it. And we thank you for this time and we thank you for this program. In the mighty name of Jesus, we bless everyone listening and we speak shalom to you in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, Augusto, again, it's always a privilege, folks. Bookmark theappearance.com. You can click on announcements and get all that information. Do not wait. Book your flight today and plan to be at this event. I'll tell you what, you're going to definitely miss out if you do not go to this, and I cannot encourage you stronger. Get out to this. Augusto, it's always a pleasure. Do come back and see us soon. Thank
1: you, Sheila. Always a blessing and a pleasure to be with you.
0: Thank you, Augusto. Folks, that was Augusto Perez, TheAppearance.com. His information is, of course, bookmarked there today on the bio. And of course, we've attached the link on the bio to get the information for this incredibly powerful conference coming up in Live Oak, Florida. So all the details are there. Do get out to this. I cannot stress enough. This is going to be an incredible, powerful time. In the Lord, and I want to encourage people to be praying for this event as well. And just a final reminder of course, power prayers, the book is out officially. Go to weekendvigilante.com, click on books. There you go. If you haven't ordered it, then get your copy today. Very powerful prayers. It's going to be amazing the testimonies that come in. I'm very excited about that. And of course, all the pre orders went out. This week. That's very exciting. And lastly, as soon as you're done with this program, go over to Hagman and Hagman. Carla Butot and I are on Hagman and Hagman tonight. That's Tuesday, August 30th at 7 p.m. Eastern. That's, of course, 6 p.m. Central, 4 o'clock Pacific time, literally in moments. So we'll see you over there. It's going to be a great show. We'll see you soon. Good night. And God bless.